Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Been uh, keeping busy. Started doing the Couch to 5K thing recently. So, been doing quite a lot of running, which is quite good for the old mental health in the uh, in the ensuing pandemic. But yeah, feel quite good at the moment. How about you? Yeah, just going for walks quite regularly still. That's basically what I'm doing to get outside and also just for to keep him in physical or some semblance of physical shape as well to stay in peak condition yeah <laughs> now is the peak time for everyone Quite. during covid Quite um right. okay so this is the second episode in 2021 we had a rip roaring year last year and we are celebrating a game that came to the xbox in 2004 the mighty Halo 2, which scored 95 aggregate score from the critics and is number 39 on our list. Quite a lot lower than the original Halo, which is somewhere around 20-ish. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a bit lower than the original Halo. Um, it is the second Halo game on the list out of three. The third game being Halo 3, which, of course, we will get to at some point. So, just um, let, let's just start off with some quick thoughts about the game. So, how did you find playing Halo 2? Yeah, I liked it. Obviously, um, Halo 1, Halo Combat Evolved, was one of the first episodes that we did on this podcast. I think it was episode 3 or 4, maybe. And it's quite. Um, I'm quite interested to see how far we've come along since then, um, because I think playing Halo then for both of us, we didn't have too much experience with it before. For me, it was my first proper time playing it back then, so I was quite looking forward to getting back into this series. But yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was good. I thought there were some good changes from the first game, which we'll go into in a little bit in terms of you know things that they added things they removed and there's quite a lot of interesting um, stories around halo 2 as well particularly with the development of it so yeah i i really enjoyed this experience how about you yeah i did if, if memory serves i got a feeling that you were hung over when we did the halo episode quite possibly um i, I just remember you were re- you were really tired and that there was an episode around then that i think you were hung over for and it could have been that one so um professional as always <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I definitely enjoyed it more uh than the original halo i think it's i was thinking when i was playing this it's leaps and bounds better um and yeah obviously we'll go into as to why we feel that way so um you mentioned the history with the game so have you played halo 2 before no um well i mean i've tried it before but pretty much the same as with halo one i'd tried it but i hadn't properly played it but as i always say when this question is asked i was very aware 
of this game's kind of standing, I think. And I know that this game is heralded quite high, particularly for the multiplayer. And like I said, with the amount of changes that came from the original Halo into this game, it's interesting to see the growth. And Halo 3, I've played a lot of uh, back when I used to have an Xbox 360 as my main console when I was about 17 or 18. And I've played Halo 3 a lot. And I've always heard about how good Halo 2 is, but I'd never really tried it, I suppose. But yeah, have you played this game much in the past? or? I've just uh, got some vague memories of playing multiplayer around someone's house, but I didn't have the original Xbox. So um, my Xbox experience started with the 362. And um, yeah, this was the first time that I've played the single player campaign through. So we also played some co-op, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. Um, so what version did you play? I played the Halo 2 Anniversary collection version on the xbox one x yeah yeah I, I keep getting confused with all the names of the consoles of xbox now it's too much of a, a head screw but yeah xbox one x that's what i've got isn't it you've got the xbox yeah, one x there you yeah go. and you played it on i played it on the xbox series x but for all intents and purposes there are really no differences between them because as far as I know, they both run at 60 frames per second. They both run in native 4K. Um, the only differences we may have seen are between the loading times. Yes. Um, because the Series X has speedier loading times, but that's it really. Um, yeah, so I played that version. So this is not the purest um, review, or it's not a review at all, but it's a discussion about the game. Because we didn't play... The original Xbox version for this discussion we played um, no, the enhanced version which yeah. is what we usually and do to be fair isn't it when when we come up against games that have got you know, yeah we try to yeah I mean these things just make it more palatable to a modern audience and as with the original Halo this game has the option to revert back to the old graphics with the click of a button and um, you get to see <laughs> those graphics in all their glory running in 4k um and I, I did this quite a few times actually flip backwards and forwards between them and i much prefer the more modern graphics but i'm sure there there are some purists out there who are crying blasphemy at that comment um but yeah it's, it was um so we, we talked about the plot of this game when we were playing co-op and I found it really hard to follow what was going on, which probably makes us sound really stupid because it's probably not the most technically advanced plot, but I just found it really difficult to keep track of what was going on, and, and I know you did too. So um, are you able to um, give us a bit of a rundown of the plot? And if you're not, I can maybe um, chime in. Yeah, I, I can give it a go. Like, like you said, we both struggled with this plot a little bit and i think with halo 1 it was similar there's there's a lot of stuff with halo where i just i don't turn off but i just really struggle to follow it and i don't know why it makes me like you say it makes me feel a little bit stupid but the the, the main takeaways of it is after it, it takes place after the first game where the original halo ring is destroyed by uh 
the, the Marines and, and Master Chief. And the start of the game begins with Master Chief going to, to be, um, you know, to, to get medals because of what he did. And the Covenant commander who was in charge of the Covenant during that operation is being taken to be tortured because he failed. And the game basically goes between two characters. And I think what Bungie did with this game was very similar to what Kojima did with Metal Gear Solid 2 with Raiden, where there wasn't anything in the promo up to, leading up to this game to suggest that you'd be playing as anyone other than Master Chief. And Master Chief is really the face, well, up until recently, he's always been the face of Xbox. And you play through, I'd say about half of this game, maybe a little bit more actually, as the Covenant Commander from the first game who's given the title of the Arbiter. And the Arbiter's journey through this game is to find out um, ways to destroy the Flood, who were obviously the really irritating enemies from the first game, and also seek out Covenant heretics and stop them from doing something. And <laughs> but there, there, there's some kind of like treachery going on, but yeah, the, the 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 overall arching story of this game, I struggled with a little. Well, no, not the overall story, but the the detail I struggled with a little bit. I know that they found another Halo ring, and um, you know they weren't expecting to find it, and it kind of makes us sound like we haven't played this game because we don't really know what's going on. But yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle with the stories of these games. I think they're better for the gameplay same as destiny was yeah but that's a very brief and quite awful overview P please throw throw in stuff that i missed out there well there's there's an invasion of earth at the beginning or near the beginning um because they found the coordinates of earth so there's a few levels that take place on earth which happen to be my favorite levels in the game and um they're a lot of fun and later on everyone's kind of battling to get hold of this thing called the index which gives control of the halo rings um and then we get a showdown and last level you play as the arbiter and i think what happens is they end up activating more than one halo at the end so it kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger sort of there's a reason i mean i could be too. wrong about that I was um, right. I was looking into the development of this game, and when they released the trailers for it at E3, Bungie basically blew everyone's minds with what they showed, and everyone walked away from E3 thinking, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing." Whereas Bungie walked away absolutely bricking it because they knew that the game that they showed just wasn't possible to make because it was so ahead of its time, and they basically had to throw away their engine and start from scratch to be able to do halo 2 and i think for a majority of the development up till about a few months before development needed to end they were really struggling and there's a there's a quote accredited to um one of the members of bungie at the time and if if you listener are someone that follows the game industry quite a lot you'll probably be aware that there's been a lot of talk about crunch over the past couple of years, uh, particularly with companies like CD Projekt Red, um, with getting 
Cyberpunk out and Jim Sterling will always Naughty talk dog. about Crunch as well. It's it's a really big deal. Naughty Dog with The Last of Us 2 was also a big yeah, one. Yeah, Last, last of Us 2, Rockstar. It's, it's basically where uh, development studios will make their devs work over time, work ridiculous hours to get to the deadlines that have been put down by the, the higher-ups. But um, one of the Bungie devs was basically saying that the crunch that we have these days is nice crunch. This is good crunch. This is the kind of crunch where people want to put the work in because they want to put a good product out, which I think is probably arguable because I'm sure that yeah, a lot of devs wouldn't definitely. agree with that. Yeah, but he was saying arguable. the crunch that they had to do on Halo 2 was awful. He said the atmosphere within dev offices was just horrendous like everyone thought it was going to fail they had the weight of the world on their shoulders and they just didn't think that they'd be able to deliver on what they'd promised and the reason that halo 2 ends on a cliffhanger spoilers to anyone who hasn't played it i'll give you 10 seconds to leave um but halo 2 finishes we've already revealed the plot what's that so well, yeah, we have already revealed, revealed the plot, the plot and, so and that's about ten seconds. So, um, Halo Two ends on a cliffhanger with Master Chief getting onto a ship that I think is—is is it going down to Earth? <laughs> I don't know where it's going no down. Idea. To. It's going down to somewhere. Um, it's going somewhere. And originally, Halo Two was supposed to be Halo Two and Halo Three combined, but they realised okay. that it was far too big, so they then split it up into a trilogy. Uh, and that's why Halo 3 exists because originally that was just supposed to be Halo 2 but yeah the the development of this game apparently was awful chaotic yeah really bad uh, and obviously it paid off and the, the hard work that they put into it was was recognised and I think um, when it came out in 2004 it sold uh, 2.5 million units in the first 24 hours which at the time made it the highest selling entertainment product of all time so th this oh, this game can't be kind of dismissed as just well, do you mean do you mean the fastest selling yeah the far, what did i say highest selling yeah uh, yeah fastest selling sorry um entertainment unit of all time uh which i think i don't know what what game owns that now but i imagine it is a game but yeah crazy mm, interesting very interesting um i i remember seeing um Digital Foundry did a breakdown of that uh, E3 trailer video and they were talking about how it was quite literally a vertical slice and that it was all programmed to behave the way that it behaved. Um, and obviously the way it looks in the final game is, is a fair bit different. Um, so yeah, well, interesting stuff. Microsoft did something as well, just to go off on another mini tangent, that um, to do the promo for this game, they released a website called ilovebees.com and it, it flashed up on one of their Xbox idents in a Halo trailer. And people that went onto that website, it kind of became a little bit like a treasure hunt and they were told to go to specific locations in places in America, I think it was, at certain times. And they'd find payphones, which would ring at a certain time. And it was basically going from location to location to location to get information that eventually led them to a cinema where they got access to play Halo 2 um, like a month or two before it was released. I think that's like a cool little bit of trivia about it. Because yeah, companies don't really do that anymore, do they? Can't really, they can't really um, hide it from people, can no. they? Um, they can't. 
I mean, everyone knows about things within seconds nowadays. Games get revealed and released before developers are ready. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's really manageable anymore. Um, okay, let, let's talk about the gameplay. On to our always present section, gameplay is king. So, is Halo 2 a fun game to play? Yeah, I had more fun with this game than I did with Halo 1. I know that you had gripes with it, particularly in the later levels, but I think that this game really shines in the fact that I I felt Halo 1 had a lot of open spaces where you would just be seeking to find your goal or seeking to find combat, whereas this game, there are also, you know, large open spaces but it seems a lot more streamlined and this game seems a lot shorter than halo one but it feels a lot more um focused and i think that's a big reason why i had fun with this game because if you remember in the halo one episode i was talking about the episode in the library and how that just went on and on and on and on and i think that the elements of that in halo one made me not enjoy it as much i still enjoyed the game overall but i think the gameplay and the level design of this game is much stronger than halo 1 which made me enjoy it more and make me think that the overall gameplay and the experience i had with it was a good time it was a fun experience what about you yeah i think it's definitely fun i think halo 1 had some tedious moments in it yeah i think halo 1 if you if you look back at it it more resembles those 90s shooters that you got. Um, I suppose you can see their lineage in it and levels tended to be more structured like that. I would say that Halo 2 is kind of closer to some of the more cinematic experiences we got we got later on. Um, I definitely got vibes of other games playing this game. I even got vibes of things like Uncharted when you're in the jungle areas and yeah I got all sorts of um, things and I think I mean I didn't find the second half tedious by any means but I just felt like in terms of the levels it wasn't as imaginative or enjoyable I felt like um, they kind of reverted back to that um, base structure of the the uh, covenant and all the levels kind of resemble each other a bit yes but um the first half, yeah, it's just um, I was really, really enjoying. Second half, we played through on co-op, so had a very different experience anyway with the second half. But yeah, it's definitely fun. It's just the shooting's kind of different. I mean, I I, I play I was playing um, Call of Duty Cold War. I completed that whilst I was playing uh, Halo Two, and the shooting in both games is so different from each other. Um, I mean, Halo's a bit more. I don't know, a bit more floaty, and yeah, definitely. But at the same time, it's a bit more arcadey. But it's a, and, and it's probably got a much higher, or I don't know, maybe maybe a higher skill level involved. I don't know. Um, Call of Duty's got its own kind of. I, I think it's funny playing Call of Duty because that's become the standard for um, first-person shooter controls. So Call of Duty's a thing on I its can... own, isn't it? Really, like yeah. I mean, we we didn't discuss it when we did the COD episodes, but Call of Duty. FPS games are kind of like a different kind of FPS. It's weird. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it doesn't. It's feel... like an old school FPS versus yeah. a versus a new school FPS. Yeah, it doesn't feel so... anything like Halo or Destiny or anything like that. 
well, it's, it's like the set piece FPS, whereas Halo is more yeah. um, like those older experiences, more like something like Doom, yeah, or um, the new Doom games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's really fun to play, um, depending on what weapons you got. Mm. Speaking of weapons, what is your favourite weapon to use in this game? None of the alien weapons. I hated all of the alien weapons with a passion. The My, my go-to weapons were either the battle rifle, which makes a return kind of from halo one except now it isn't just a um it isn't just an automatic it, it shoots in um, burst rounds of three which i think works quite well for it but the, the gun that i used the most and the one that i enjoyed the most was the shotgun and i think they've nerfed it a little bit since halo one but it was still pretty strong particularly against the flood which um helped me get through a lot of the tedious sections but yeah, the shotgun was easily my favourite weapon. How about you? Yeah, I definitely agree that the human weapons are better. But there was one alien weapon that was my go-to and that I really enjoyed using, which was the alien like rifle. I suppose it is. Yeah, the, the, it's almost the, like the a sniper shot rifle, one. the big thing. Yeah, and the big like it's like a big purple thing. Yeah, that was um, alright. That that was my favourite because. When you've got enemies running towards you and you quick shot them with that, it just feels really satisfying mm. to get that headshot and to take them down. Yeah, um, and it's quite powerful as well. So yeah, that was that was my one kind of covenant weapon that I really enjoyed. But yeah, generally speaking, human weapons massively uh, beat the alien weapons, with the exception as well of the um, the grenades. The are they the fusion grenades? Oh, the pulse grenades, I think. Yeah, the 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 blue ones which stick to the enemies and yeah end up making most tough enemies a breeze they were excellent for dealing with brutes and they they give you loads of them as well mm. so you've always got a big supply of them um yeah so i really enjoyed it and i suppose we should um talk about our co-op experience here as well what we were saying when we were playing co-op is that the i, I don't know if co-op was in the original game but it's in the master chief collection and it kind of doesn't feel very balanced for it so you're always competing for weapons and you'd played the levels before. So I, I was often left with the rubbish weapons and I was desperate for my rifle. I was desperate for the shotgun and the machine gun. Um, but we, we also had a lot of fun just messing around on it. There was one point where we were on a lift and I jumped on your head and I, I wanted to see how long I could go on your head without uh, dying and then I, I eventually died because obviously I didn't have any cover on your head. No, so there's not very you were literally running around head. with me. Quite right. It, it, <laughs> you, were, you were running around with me on your head. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it, it was a fun experience to co-op. You're, you're right that I don't think this game's built for it and it's not balanced for co-op at all. It's, it's a good laugh and I mean, it made things a lot easier to get through because I completed this game probably about six hours before you did, didn't I? And then I yeah. jumped on with you and we finished your story mode off in, in, in co-op. And there were sections that I was going through while playing co-op with Dan where I'd be like, okay, this bit's probably going to take a while. This bit took me about 20 minutes to get through when I was playing through it earlier. And we'd fly through it in about two minutes. And it was ridiculous. There's, 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 and the final boss. The final boss as well, yeah. The final boss killed me about five example. or six times when I was playing it solo. And then I just did it with Dan. And first try, I was like, yeah, just avoid the hammer. Don't go near him. Sorted. Fine. 
See, I I didn't hear your voice message, so I thought, okay, I don't know what I'm don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. So I went to the upper level, thinking, okay, what are we supposed to be doing? Um, I know there's enemies, but I thought usually that there's a trigger point in the final uh, boss of something where you have to press a button or something. So I was running around like an idiot, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna go fight the enemy. So I dropped down. There was only one enemy left, which was the big brute um, with the hammer. Threw a grenade at it. <laughs> Two seconds later, it blew up, and that was the end of the game. Yeah, which you were quite surprised at, weren't you? Yeah, I was thinking, just what's going on? very abruptly. But yeah, I, I think that the fact that um, I kind of knew what was going on beforehand was, um, was one of the things that made it go a lot quicker, I think. Because if I'd have yeah. been experiencing it for the first time as well, it would have been very different. Like the, the very last I think we'd have done a lot more fighting. What's that? We'd have done a lot more fighting, yeah. but we were doing a lot of... Um... <laughs> just racing well yeah the, the the last level where you both get banshees and you've got to oh, yeah. um deliver the like the scarab machine thing over to the door so you can get into the temple um you you made us reset the i went round in a loop level yeah you went down round in a massive loop because you didn't know what we were supposed to be doing and I think that if and you it don't, reverted to a previous checkpoint yeah and I, I think if you don't watch the cutscenes or or you don't follow it properly you can kind of get lost in this game because there are no markers on the maps. There's nothing to guide you to where you need to go. It's And the levels are big. They are big, yeah. And I mean, because you, you disappeared off on the Banshee and like we weren't playing with headsets because we don't have, neither of us has a, an Xbox headset. So we were just sending voice notes through WhatsApp. And then I was fighting all of the other Banshees that were coming up and I, I had no idea where Dan had gone. And then all of a sudden... I just teleported to him back at a checkpoint before we even got on the Banshees and then we went outside and there were no Banshees for us to get on because the game had, the game had reset itself. So uh, we had to restart that mission then, didn't we? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so there are definitely some balancing issues with the, um, with the co-op and often i was just playing a game of jump over their heads and run forward and that was uh... yeah we did a lot of avoiding co uh, combat didn't we yeah it was fun though yeah, it was it's good. fun um it made us uh, both look forward to those co-op games that we've got coming up on the list mm. and we'll get headsets and blast through it that way um it's just a bit of a change when you're always playing single player through these really often big games to be able to just um play together so yeah that was that was fun i like the option even if it could definitely do with some fine-tuning. Yeah. And I think that's probably the way that we'll play Halo 3 as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I really like Halo 3, so I'm looking forward to getting to that one, but that won't be for quite a while now, will it? Nah, we'll, we'll hold off for a bit on that, I think. Mm. Um, so we are now in the year 2021. Uh, as you know, Halo Infinite was recently delayed, yeah. and Halo is in a very different place now to what it was in 2004, obviously. Halo came out and surprised the world. Halo 2 came out and refined the formula. Halo 3 was this epic sequel on the 360 that, um, yeah, lived up to people's expectations. And then from there, we kind of got a gradual decline, I think, in quality. And um, there were some good games here and there, I've heard, but nothing quite on the level as the original 3. Reach, I think, and... was amazing. I, 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 think, I think I'm going to play that because I really fancy trying it. Yeah, maybe we'll give that a go before three. Yeah, just to... it's a prequel to the first game, isn't it? So I think it'll be interesting. But I've I've heard nothing but good things about Halo Reach. 
And the Metacritic list bears out that sentiment with obviously only Halo 1, 2 and 3 being on the list. So the question of the week for you is here in 2021, we're a world away from that world where Halo is at the cutting edge. Mm. What does Halo do to become that cutting edge, best in class, leading FPS that it once was? I don't think it can, really. The The gaming industry's moved on so much since uh, 2001 with the original game. And at the time, it was... It was amazing because realistically, the only games that you saw that were like Halo were games like Quake or games like Doom or um, like Duke Nukem, I suppose. And I mean, Duke Nukem isn't that highly regarded, but those were kind of, they, they were PC games, really. And you had a few of them on the generation before the um, the Xbox and PS2 and GameCube, but really that generation was the generation that bought those kind of games to console and bought them in big and obviously you had games on the ps2 like um medal of honor frontline or medal of honor rising sun etc and a few of the call of duties but halo was the first of its kind on a console and it really really fit in with what the xbox was because the xbox was something completely new back then like microsoft hadn't been in the gaming industry before and i think the ship kind of sailed for halo when bungie moved on and moved on to bigger things and i think a a, a good example of why the time for games like halo hasn't passed but will never go back to something like that is just look at destiny like destiny I've not played Destiny 2, I've played Destiny 1, and it was alright, but it wasn't Bungie at their best. Like, the gameplay was fun, but I thought the story was very lacking, and I don't know, it left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. And Halo never really moved on, and you see games like Call of Duty trying to do different stuff, like when they did Advanced Warfare, or the games where you're in space, or whatever. And people, those games were accepted all right, but people wanted boots on the ground action, World War Two, Modern Warfare, Cold War, Vietnam, whatever. And I think Halo's kind of lost its identity over the past 20 years, which is a shame. And I'm saying that as someone that hasn't played all of the Halo games. I've only played now number one, number two, and number three with scope to play Reach. But I don't think that Halo can ever go back to being what it used to be just because things are different now and times have changed and people have, I don't know, they've got different tastes and people will always love Halo, but it will never be at the level that it used to be. Do you know what I mean? I I partially agree. I do think there's one sliver of hope which um, really requires everything to go right with it and for them to go down this path. Yeah, and maybe Infinite, maybe Beyond Infinite. Um, obviously, you can keep pushing graphics and um, yeah. cutting-edge technology. That's one thing that Halo did. They can keep doing that. Which is Microsoft's what Destiny got the, did as well. Yeah. Um, I'd say, well, Microsoft's got even more money than, than Bungie oh, yeah, has. Of so they can just they can really push those boundaries. Obviously, they've got the tech as well. Um, but 
one thing that I want to touch on, and this kind of goes into the legacy of the game a bit as well, is um, something that's been missing in games for some time that really makes me sad. Um, and that is, I don't know about you, but during the PS2, the Xbox, the GameCube era, I have so many memories of playing couch co-op and things like that yeah. with my friends playing through games like that it beats playing games online multiplayer any day of the week and what i think they would need to lean into is the idea of especially during covid times if it came out after that after we just got past that the idea of people playing in the same room and they really leaned into that idea they, they leaned into it with advertising i mean it's part of the reason why the switch is doing so well because it really has those games that you can play with people in the room. Um, so I think if they leaned into that idea of having however many players, split screen, multiplayer, competitive, and they had the co-op multiplayer as well, and all of their advertising campaigns were based around this, and if they nailed it as well, if they obviously if they made it a story worth playing, if they made it um, really good to play in those multiplayer settings, then... I, th I think it could remind everyone why it was so good to play shooters in the same room. It was so good to play shooters with your friend going through the campaign. Because everyone talks about GoldenEye, everyone talks about Perfect Dark, everyone talks about Halo. Everyone looks back on these experiences playing with their friends in the same room. But how many games do that nowadays? I can't think of the last big shooter that you could play with people in the same room in that kind of way no. that was uh, fun maybe. and entertaining. You could do that co-op. Um, you could probably do it split, split screen as well, but they're not built the same way. They don't no. have those stories with them. They don't have odd job being odd job and annoying everyone. They don't have jaws who no one wants to be. Um, you don't... And the thing with Halo was the, the vehicles... So people would always compete for the vehicles and <laughs> mow, mow each other down. And it, you just don't have those anymore. Um, and maybe they're there. Maybe they're there in other games, smaller games that we don't know about. But it could be the big game that does that. And I think it's something that the industry has forgotten about. But I do think there's some money there to be made. And I do think there's... Sometimes you can't keep looking forward. You've got to look backwards. And I think that's something that we've forgotten about and could be reignited i suppose yeah i know what you mean it's um it is a bit of a forgotten relic and i almost question if if it was brought back and companies did push for it if it would take off again i don't know if it would but i, I get what you're saying and i think it's a nice idea and because I, I really miss that stuff too um you know splinter cell chaos theory doing double teaming and that and you know, it, it isn't really a thing anymore, which is a shame. But yeah, I, th I think that's an interesting idea. Um, I, I don't know if I'm convinced by it, but I like the thought of it. Do you know what I mean? I like. I like. I, I think if it if it's going to happen after COVID subsides, that would be the time mm. for it to happen. Yeah, because. I remember when I was 18 or 19, we used to have gaming nights where we'd all get pizza. We'd sit around, we'd just play all sorts of games. People don't do that anymore. No. 
And yeah, I, I just think, I, I do think you could tap into that audience. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't get the same audience, but if you want to get those casual players playing, that's what the, what the Wii did. That's what the Nintendo Switch does. Um, it kind of gets everyone around the console. Um, I, I, I think it's possible. And like I said, it's a sliver of hope. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a knocking it out of the park thing. I don't think it's a guarantee. I think there's there's a possibility that that could work. Sure. Um, but that's the only possibility that I see, I suppose, them leaning into to get back that crown. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think the legacy of Halo 2 is? Um... Well, I think that it was the middle game in a trilogy of games that are very highly regarded. And, you know, the stuff that it brought to the table, like with... um, I think you can put one specific thing down as the legacy of Halo 2, um, which I'll come on to. But, I mean, one of the big things that Halo 2 did that the predecessor hadn't done and wasn't really a big thing on console was like akimbo weapons and having dual wielding. Um, of different handheld guns that was really cool that wasn't a thing but i think the thing that we still see today that was popularized i believe by halo 2 was regenerative uh, regenerative how do you spell it regenerative is that it no 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 regenerating health or re regenerative there we go regenerative (laughs) excuse me then jesus (laughs) um (laughs) regenerative health um that that wasn't really a thing that was too popular i don't think before halo and it wasn't yeah, a thing in halo one you had med packs and i think it boils games down to being a lot more casual friendly which i think is a good thing because it, it gets more people playing games but i think halo 2 was the first game really that brought in um regen we'll say regen regen health into the mainstream i think and i think that's a big thing that halo 2 holds the um the reins for if that makes sense definitely and i think it's a lot easier to play than halo 1 because of those things mm. a lot more enjoyable and i think it has stood the test of time because of that um like i said the first half i just i was having a blast with i was really enjoying it and I enjoyed the second half as well, playing co-op and messing around on that. Um, I don't think it was quite as good as the first half, but it was still a lot of fun. And that's what... I mean, it's it's not a game that you think would be about fun. You look at the box art, you get this grizzled um, space marine. And you get um, the cutscenes, which are really serious and they want to be taken seriously. You get all these characters that you don't really know who they are. You get all these plot strands that you're not quite sure what the lore is unless you're really into your Halo. Um, <laughs> and you're muddling to work out what's going on. And I think that was the problem that we had in these wonderfully animated cutscenes for for the um, Halo 2 anniversary. Really, oh, incredible. I don't know if you did this. If you, if, you, if you press the back button, I think it's the back button, during a cutscene, you get to see the original cutscenes. <laughs> It's just ridiculous, the difference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, these these wonderful cutscenes telling this story that I doubt most people would even remember or mm. would stick with most people. But, um, 
yeah, it's it's just it's a really fun game. It's all about the gameplay, and it holds up in twenty twenty one. I'd say, which kind of gets us on to the question: Did the critics get it right? Yeah, I so think what do so. You think? I I think they did. I I would say that this game deserves to be higher than Halo, the first one. But I think that Halo one is a little bit higher up there because of it was the first in the series and it was great i think this game's better than halo one but i understand why it's a little bit lower but i'd say comfortably that this game that the critics did get it right and that it deserves its place in the top 100 i'll be interested to give a a thought about the overall arc of the halo trilogy when we've played halo 3 and see where i think they should all sit but yeah, I think that Halo 2 deserves to be here. It's a good time, it's good fun, and I really liked it. And I'd probably play it again, maybe in a few years. How about you? Yeah, I think there's much, much stronger argument to be made for Halo 2 being in that top 100 in 2021. Um, and I much preferred it to the original. I'm just thinking about all the, all the small amount of shooters that are on our Metacritic Top 100 list, you've got... So the ones that we've played so far, we've got Goldeneye, we've got Modern Warfare 1, Modern Warfare 2, Halo, Halo 2. Uh, they're really the kind of pure FPS games that we've played. They're all quite different from each other. Um, I think they all kind of deserve their place for different reasons. And Halo 2 definitely brings something different to that Top 100. And... I kind of hope that that somehow Microsoft were able to refine what what made Halo, Gears of War, those early games so good. I think they're struggling a bit to find that at the moment, but it'd be really nice if they did find that again. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think they did get it right for the time. When you think about what other shooters were out in two thousand and four, I think they did get it right. Um, I don't think it is uh, i think you've got a more difficult time to s- saying someone that's never played it before in 2021 um that this game is one of the best games ever i think you've got to know what halo is to really understand why it's there um, yeah but there are so many shooters around nowadays so that's probably why we're kind of uh swamped in them and b- bear in mind as well this game came out in a year that I think, in my opinion, is probably one of the the strongest lineups for game releases ever. Like, 2004 was massive. You had San Andreas coming out. You had Half-Life 2. Um, Hold on. My Alexa's just started talking to me. Brilliant. Um, (laughs) Stop it. No one cares. Alexa, Echo, stop. (laughs) Echo, stop. Oh, my God. Maybe maybe next time um, we can get Alexa to feed in as yeah, well. Yeah, she can help. It would be really nice. I hope I've not hmm. just set off anyone's devices by saying that. Um, but yeah, where where was I? Um, t- yeah, 2004 had a really strong lineup of games. You had San Andreas, Half-Life 2, Halo 2, obviously, Burnout Takedown, which was a big game. You had Fable. And then, obviously, you had uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, 
And then another notable one would be The Sims 2, which came out the same year, which is from a massive franchise. And this game managed to stand out among that crowd. And to be fair, a fair few of the games that came out in 2004 are on this list for good reason. But I think that uh, like a, a release year would struggle to live up to what came out in 2004 because it was such a great year to be a gamer. It's a great generation. Yeah. That generation was Big time. just from start to finish, probably my favorite overall generation, not necessarily my favorite console in there, but um, my favorite overall generation, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Good stuff. Okay. So as usual, we will be announcing what is coming up on the long and short of it podcast. So will you do the honors and reveal to us what is coming up? Uh, yes, I will do that. We're going to be playing Pong for the Atari 2600. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I wish I had an Atari, though. That would be good. We're um, we're going to be playing Metal Gear Solid next time, which will be coming out on the 5th of February. I think it's probably pretty high up there for both of us, isn't it, Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. I've not played it for a few Definitely. years, and it was one of my favourite games Same. growing up. So, yeah, I think it'll Both be... Both big fans. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a good one. So we'll be able to give a better description of the plot for that one. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. No, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's Halo 2 covered. And next time we'll be with you for Metal Gear Solid. As always... Indeed. You can get us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com just if you want to give any thoughts about any of the games that we've covered or if you want to suggest some games that you think we might be interested in checking out ourselves, that would be very welcome. But as always, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to having you here next time when we discuss Metal Gear Solid. Anything else from you? Yeah, so thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Hope you continue to stick with us for this year as we work our way gradually through this list. Good to have you listening and we will see you on the next one. Cheerio.